0: Welcome to The Verb with Heather Holman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Holman. Welcome back to The Verb. I'm your host, Heather Holloman, and I'm really excited about today because I'm sharing with you one of the things I learned about this chosen identity, and that's that we're chosen to display God's power. Now, when I wrote the book, Chosen for Christ, Stepping into the Life You've Been Missing, I just became overwhelmed with this idea that when we belong to Jesus, He expects us to call out to Him and He answers us. Consider David in Psalm 65, 5, where he says, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. Now, nothing has built my faith more besides reading God's word than seeing God's powerful activity in response to prayer. Now, this is the podcast where I'm like, go get a prayer journal immediately. Go get something where you are recording what you are coming to the Lord for so you can see him display his power on your behalf. In Jeremiah 33, we see the great promise of God. He says, call to me, I will answer you. Consider Hebrews 4.16. It says, We approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, if you look through the Psalms, I love the description that David gives of God in Psalm 65. He just says, You who answer prayer. I love it. I've been teaching my girls. This is serious, you guys. If you look at Psalm 5.3, it says this, again, from, from David. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. Now, you guys, I have not done everything right as a mom. I've made so many mistakes in the last 18 years of raising my girls. But one thing I feel like I've done well is get out the prayer journal. We're in the morning, we lay our requests before him, and we wait expectantly. Even on the way to school this morning, we call it the prayer journal. I just say, okay, girls, what's in the prayer journal this morning? So at night on the way home, I can say, okay, how did we see God move on your behalf? Where did he display his power? This is a big deal for us. Besides our private prayer journals, our family displays a special golden jar of rocks in our living room, and we have an ornate prayer journal beside it. Now, when God answers what we consider a miraculous family prayer, we put a rock in the jar, and it's our family jar of stones of remembrance. They are stones that represent moments when God answered prayer in a particularly powerful way, whether healing a sick child, providing financially, or opening the door to a special opportunity that only God could have opened. Now, we do this because in Joshua 4, God parts the Jordan River so the Israelites can pass by safely. And now when that miracle occurs, Joshua instructs the people to take up stones from the bottom of the Jordan River in remembrance of that miracle. He says, this will serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you, "What do these stones mean?" you will tell them the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When we the, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. I love that because they commemorate a display of God's power. Now, in our family jar. We have a stone to remember the day I prayed that God would bring me a house. I'm not kidding you a house. We had a tiny missionary budget and one winter day after prayer, we were living in this tiny tiny place that you know we could hardly fit in it um, and, and it wasn't a suitable environment for our family to live and 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 plus the owner was returning we, and, and we couldn't live there anymore. I was desperate, I was crying. I cried out to the Lord so one winter day, I just said, Lord, could you bring me a house? Could you provide a house to me for me? And I felt the Lord call to mind a person who I knew had a large home that he often rented out in a beautiful neighborhood. Um, I asked my husband, I said, look, I know this is weird, but the Lord has put this man on my heart, on my mind. It's the day before Christmas Eve. It's a strange time to make a phone call, but I really, I think you should call this man and you should call him right now. And my husband, who's great, you know, when I get that way, when I'm like, look, I feel like the Lord's doing this, he calls this man, and this is what the man says, I cannot believe your timing. My renters had to, had to just suddenly leave my beautiful home for a job in New York. I need some renters. I need them right now. Well, my husband pulled up a picture of that house on the internet based on the address, and he said, well, that's nice, but this home is beautiful it's large. We could never afford to pay that rent. I guess I was just calling to find out about it. Well, and the man said, well, tell me what you can afford. He explained that we were missionaries with crew, and we had served graduate students on campus to help them know Jesus. Well, the man said in disbelief, wait, I'm a Christian. I was there years ago. I was involved in the same ministry to graduate students that you are now directing. In fact, I helped start that ministry. He was so overwhelmed to make that connection. And my husband paused and the man said, well, what are you paying for rent now? We were living in that tiny run-down home across town. And the man said, I want you to pay that rent. I want you to pay the rent you can afford. For eight years, we lived in an enormous home paying a measly rent. And when the time came for the man to sell that beautiful home, I cried out again to the Lord. I said, God, this is impossible, but would you make a way for us to buy this house. It was an impossible prayer. We would never have the money for a down payment. We would never own a home like that. But again, that man said, what can you afford? And because of the joyous contributions of ministry partners and this owner who wanted to negotiate a price we could afford, God brought us a house. There is a huge stone in my prayer jar of remembrance that day. I have stones for medical care, repairing of relationships were broken. I have a stone to represent the movement of God to provide my first opportunity to write a book. One stone represents the day I cried out to God to provide a minivan for us because our old van broke down and we needed a way to drive to Colorado for a missions conference. I said, Jesus, we need transportation. I don't know how you're going to do it. That evening, a man from our church called and said he was trying to donate a chari- to charity a company car, a sturdy minivan. Do you know anyone who needs a minivan? I'm sure that if you began a collection of your own stones of remembrance, you would have a jar full like I do. But by now, our stories of answered prayer feel too vast to recount, so I wanted to end this podcast with probably the most powerful way that God answers prayer, and it's probably not what you're thinking. God displays His power most in my life, not through miraculous provision, but through helping me live above my circumstances. Chosen people have God displaying His power in their life through the Holy Spirit to manifest the fruit of the Spirit in an environment that challenges them to the core. What people in your life require God's power to love because they're difficult to love? What robs you of joy? What trouble in your life right now is stealing your peace there's a person in your life that I know needs kindness that you do not have the power to offer who in your life is testing your patience who how do you want to react harshly instead of with gentleness what circumstances require self-control in your life as you fill out that list, think of the Holy Spirit producing the fruit of good character in your life from Galatians 5 when I look at who I was ten years ago, I think the Lord I thank the Lord that he has given me power to rise above my circumstances and display the fruit of the Spirit. That way that he demonstrates his power in my life is just so overwhelming that it's one of the reasons I know he chose me, to display his power despite my weakness, my flaws, and my continued struggle with sin. It is just such a joy to live as his chosen daughter, knowing that he's going to display his power when I cry out to him. Join me next week on The Verb, where we're going to talk about a really cool aspect of our chosen identity, and that's that we're chosen to complete good works. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody Because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at Heatherholiman.com.